0: You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. When the days were completed for their purification, according to the law of Moses, the parents of Jesus took him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves are two young pigeons, in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the spirit into the temple. And when his parents brought in the child, Jesus, to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Lord, now let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation which you prepared in the sight of every people, a light to reveal you to the nations and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined. For the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be contradicted, and you yourself a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A new thought came to me this morning, reading this gospel text. I commented on the sunrise stroll and chat a little bit. But this man, Simeon, is an old man. And people as they age tend to mellow. We hear that word. So you could know young people in the ardor of their passions, of anger, of drive, uh, A1 leader types, you know, uh, they, uh, afterwards, a lot of the goals that they pursued so ardently become a little more toned down in importance in their priorities. And they learn that people are more important and goals. Many of us go through these kind of developments in our lives. Um, I think maybe it's typical of the difference between parents and grandparents. And I don't want to be criticizing parents too much because they have immediate responsibility and they have to deal with uh, problems right away. Many times they lack experience because when parents have their first teenager, every single year is a new first for them. It's learning the path. Parents, grandparents have more experience. They have watched a lot of families, their own family, They've been through a number of kids growing up. So they begin to see things more in perspective also 20 years later, 30 years later. And they're watching their kids educate. And uh, so they have another perspective on life. And Simeon is also he's filled with an expectation that he discovers God is granting him at this moment. He was there. He didn't anticipate receiving Jesus at that moment. And yet he had the longing and he had the desire and he had the certainty that it would be given. And now it's given to him to receive the Messiah in his arms. So he's filled with a great joy and completion of God's gift to him. We don't know the trials he went through in his own life. And it's usually not possible to reach old age without having gone through some trials of some sort, and sometimes many trials, and sometimes very difficult trials. When we think of the time of Simeon, if he was in his 80s at this time, or 70s, well, he actually witnessed when Pompeii came and conquered on behalf of one of the Hasmoneans who invited them in because this Hasmonean didn't want his brother to have the power. And that brother was in cahoots with the Iranians, with the Persians of the day, the same people. Uh, and so uh, he has seen a lot of, of bloodshed. He has known about the ferocity of Herod the Great, even though he was a genius economically and in many other ways, politically. Um, so he has, he has gained a lot of wisdom. And I can't imagine him when he is inspired to tell Mary that a sword will pierce her soul. He knows difficulties and sufferings. And he knows how parents are very bonded to their children. And I can't imagine him saying that and a sword will pierce your soul. I imagine that there's a lot of compassion. I don't think it's difficult to imagine that there's compassion in his eyes, in his heart. There's the encouragement that his own promise has been fulfilled. And there's surely some of that coming across also to Mary. One of the great features of love, and this is a little insight I also received this morning reading a commentary on Sunday's uh, readings, And it's from a famous rabbi. And he says, how do you know, how do I know if you love me? And he's uh, communicating this idea in the conversation of two farmers in the pub who are not talking very much. They are testing each other. And the conclusion is of this one farmer to the other is you love me if you know my burdens and you help me carry them. That's so beautiful. Because to love somebody because they're nice, they smile at me, they're pretty, they're wealthy, they're, they, it's good to be around them, there's advantage for me in the friendship. To love this kind of people is very selfish. But to love somebody because I know their burden and carry it with them. This is extraordinary. This is love. And that's why probably also Paul says love is patient because patience is about bearing the burden of others. And bearing it in a way that's helpful to them. Not recriminating them. That's a kind of a very cheap patience. And this is is beautiful. So I could imagine that as Simeon is inspired to recognize in Mary a vocation to suffering that he's able to address her in an encouraging way to come through it. And those are graces from God that God gives people through people directly through, through other people or whatever. And this is in complete contrast to hatred, which is also a theme of the first reading, And hatred is an amazingly destructive reality. And unfortunately, many of us Christians are burdened by hatred. We can't slaughter the people who hate others because of their hatred. No, we have to have compassion for people who have hatred because they need help to become free of the burden of hatred, which also destroys them. How do we help people who hate? They have been very hurt, they feel very threatened. The only solution they see is to eliminate the other person, speak badly about them, destroy their reputation in front of others, hurt them, harm them, maybe eliminate them, maybe neutralize them, maybe kill them. And our world is filled with a lot of hatred. And those who walk in hatred walk in darkness. Whoever says he's in the light yet hates his brother is still in darkness. Many Christians say they're in the light. They believe in Jesus. But they haven't assimilated Calvary. I read another line, or heard another, or read a line this evening, or heard it actually on a, on a video. Um, if my theology allows me to hate somebody, I need a new theology. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.